0: And when you don't make room for God, you don't know how awesome he is. So when you don't know how awesome he is, you can't stand before him because you don't make room for him. And God want us saints to make room for him and quit putting everything else above him because he is God. The only time we try to make room for God is when we're in situations We'll drop everything, we won't go nowhere, we'll lay prosper. We'll just do everything we can at that point to make room for him. But every day he should be our top priority. Not our husbands, our wives, our children, our dogs, our cats, our jobs, our money. God said, I want to be your top. I want to be on the top, not in between. God said, I have to be on the top. That's the only way you're going to make it in this world. It's putting me above everything. Let's hear what God has to say about making room for him.
1: I find space for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. I choose my pride. Just you're my number one. So I Your mind.
0: Father, we thank you and we praise you on this morning, God, that you are our number one. God, at times we don't put you before everything. And for that, Father God... We repent, Father God. We have a change of mind, a change of heart, God, to let you know that you are our number one priority, God. We move everything else out the way, God. We put it behind us, Father God, and we put you before us in Jesus' name. God, everything, God, that we even think about, God, that's not about you, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, we bind it. We take authority over it right now in Jesus' name. God, you are high. And you're lifted up in this place, God. So we bind pride in this place, and we lose humility right now in Jesus' name. God, we will not have any other God before you, God. Anything or anyone that we're putting before you, God, we repent right now in the name of Jesus, God, because you are our number one. Though we don't act like it, God, though you don't appear to be, God, You are El Shaddai, you the almighty God, you the one that rule, you the one that reign God, you El El Yon, you the most high God, and we just thank you on today, God, for who you are, God, and for who we are in you, God, for in you we move, and in you we live, and you we have our being on today, so Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, and I praise you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who live on the inside of me. And you shall get all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 God has been bringing a word in this house, the word in this house. Amen. And everything that God has been bringing, the enemy is furious. The enemy is upset. If he can't... Um, Get the head. He's going to attack the body. But it's according to where you are in him. And this is why we have to be in a place with him where we stand. Doing all we stand. And I'm seeing that when things are getting tough, we know who we stand for. And we know where we are in him when things come in our lives. And don't think you're not going to get tested. And you're not going to get tried. Because some of us can be blabbermouths. Some of us can quote the word, but quoting don't mean nothing if you're not living the word. You can quote all you want. You can not miss a beat when it comes to the word, but when you're not living it, that's where it starts. Quit quoting something you're not willing to live because you're going to get tried by those very same words. The problem with the church is we want people to hear us, see us, be attached to us, and we can act like we're in a place. But when things hit your house, you're going to know exactly where you are in him. Because when things hit people's house, the same ones that was running their mouth saying, oh, how I love Jesus, don't want to talk to nobody, not showing yourself friendly, not coming to church, hiding in your corner. What happened to what you were quoting? That means that you are not in the place that you need to be in with God. And those are the times that we have to rise up. Even when we don't feel like rising up, that's when we get up. That's when we continue to stand because it's not in us. It's in him. That's why he say in him, you live in him, you move and in him, you have your being. If you waiting on you to get up, you'll never get up. That's why you have to call on your helper. And what we do, we want people to see us. God said, I want them to see me, not you, because you didn't save you. You couldn't save yourself. So as long as people are seeing you, they're not seeing him. Get over you. Because you couldn't help yourself. So we need to get over ourselves and quit looking at the mountain. And we need to start speaking to that mountain from the pulpit out. We want people to build us up. But you have to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. People can build you up all day long, but it takes you to take what they're giving you to keep yourself built up. We have to keep ourselves. Y'all, this is spiritual warfare, and that's what we're going in today. God said we are in a spiritual battle, not a fleshly battle. He's bringing too much in this house. For Miracle Temple to be laying down and cutting the food. He's bringing too much in here for people to be in the same place. It's time to come out of that place and take your position for who you are in Christ. It's time out for whining and complaining. Going around the same mountain for 20 years. It's time for you to take what you have. Your weapon. Which is the word of God. Yes, it has happened. There's nothing you can do about it. It's over. It's done with. We're in a battle. And it's time to act like you in a battle. We have to wage war. And the enemy is not playing. He is coming harder than he has ever come before. Because he know the time is winding up. And he want to take as many with him as he can. He said, I'm not going to hell by myself. He already know where his destiny is. But God didn't create hell for us. He created it for Satan and his angels, the fallen ones. Jesus paid the price for us, y'all. And it's time for us to live by what he paid for. Not us trying to get something we already have. Amen. So we're going to go into this teaching on we are in a spiritual battle, and go with me to Ephesians six twelve. And let's hear what God has to say on this. Amen? Amen. Ephesians six twelve. Come on, we come hardcore for Jesus. The Bible says in Ephesians six twelve. I'm reading out that span the Bible. I'm going to break it down a little bit more. For our fight. Conflict, Struggle is not against people on the earth. Let me say it again. Our fight. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Look at your neighbor. Say my battle ain't against you. you. Say my battle is not against you. you. Say my battle is not against you. you. Now you're saying that. But you're still battling with your sisters and brothers. Uh You're in the house fighting with each other. While the enemy is laughing you accusing each other. That's the enemy. Jealous over each other. That's the enemy. And we're saying we don't fight against flesh and blood. Why are we jealous? Why do we have envy? Why Why do we talk about one another? That's battling with flesh and blood. Then he said, this is what's going on. He said, but against the rulers and authorities and the powers... Of this world, darkness against the spiritual powers of evil in the heavenly world, in that realm, in those places. The King James says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You may be seated. Your battle is not against one another. This is, we can just stop right there. We spend too much time fighting against us, fighting against one another, instead of recognizing where the battle is. This is a spiritual battle. We're fighting against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in this world, spirituals of wickedness in high places. That's where the battle is. So when somebody come at you, know that you're not fighting against them. This is what the enemy is sending to um. To them to use against you. But God began to tell me this. He said, we got too many people that think they're dressed for battle, that's holding positions, but they don't even know who they are. Before you even go into battle, and I'm going to use the military. Some of us are familiar with the military. Once you sign up with the military, your family don't own you no more. You belong to Uncle Sam. Mom and daddy don't have no authority or anything over you no more. They don't even want you to contact them. Let me tell you why. Because they're preparing you for battle. See, we as church people, we want these titles. We want to be a preacher. We want to be a teacher. We want to be a pastor. We want to be an apostle. We want to be a singer in the church. We want to hold position, but we don't want to get prepared for the position that we want to hold. We just want to go out there and we want to be seen, heard, and attached to to say, hi, my name is Apostle this. Hi, my name is Pastor this. Hi, my name is Evangelist this. Don't call me out of my name. That's a title. So we have to be prepared before we go into battle. We have to be prepared physically, mentally, financially, Spiritually, emotionally, we have to be well-rounded before we go into battle. This is why God set up in the church the fivefold to prepare you before you go into this battle. Amen. And sometimes that preparation takes three years, may take four years, but those disciples had to be prepared. Before they went into battle, they followed Jesus. Jesus taught them about this spiritual warfare. He taught them about the Sermon on the Mount. He taught them, first of all, to love one another. Nobody want to love one another. They only want to like each other. Because once somebody get on your nerves, you don't want to talk to them no more. You turn away from them. You become bitter because you got offended. We don't fight against flesh and blood. These are principal. Oh, they hurt me. Oh, they said this about me. Oh, they did. They didn't do it. It's what the enemy used them to do. And this is why we have to give them the word of God to let them know what's really happening in their lives. And when we know the truth. The truth is what makes us free is what made us free. And that's how they're going to be free through the truth. Quit trying to act stuck up. We got some stuck up Christians. We got stuck up Christians. We got hard hearted Christians. We got jealous Christians. And we're the ones that don't don't supposed to be this way. This is the way of the world. This is not the way we supposed to be in the kingdom. I'm not going to apologize. They apologize to me. I I didn't do that to them. They done it to me. You supposed to forgive. It don't matter who done what. And then if they still don't choose to forgive you, you done what the word tells you to do. And you ain't giving the enemy the opportunity. Quit looking in other people's houses and bringing out their house and your house and comparing each house to each house. Comparing yourself amongst yourself is not wise. You don't know what that household go through. You don't know the trials of the tribulations. You don't know what's actually happening in those houses. They are standing. But the enemy is using you to bring more fire to that house. We are in a spiritual battle. And it's time for the church to wake up and know that you are in a spiritual battle. And you cannot fight this with mere human weapons. This is what God is saying. So when they go into the military, they have to go in there with their mind made up because they're going to say all kind of stuff. They're going to say, call me your daddy. I'm your daddy now. They're going to talk about your mom and your daddy. Why? Because they're renewing your mind. They're making your mind military. So when you go to war, you won't be crying out to mom and daddy. So they transforming your mind. So when you're in front of your children, they're going to be different. They're going to be renewed. Be renewed according, according to the military. They make sure that you're where you need to be. So when you get on that battleground, you know how to fight in that battle. You're not running away from the gunfire. You're ready to die for your nation. This is what they do. They create. They teach you how to die. To yourself. They don't want to see you no more. And if they still see your attitude. They make it harder for you. They say we're going to get rid of that attitude. You ain't in your mom and daddy house. You in the army now. You in the navy now. You in the national. They're going to make sure you know where you are. They're going to pull it out of you. Is that not right William? They'll pull it out of you won't they? And then when you come back home. It's a total different atmosphere. Because now you a brave soldier. You think you got it going on. But let me tell y'all something. The enemy ain't holding nothing back now. Nothing back. So it's time for us to quit acting like wimps. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's time for us to rise up in what we already have. Let me tell you, some people want so much attention that they do stuff to draw attention to themselves. That ain't helping you. Because these days and times, I'm going to be honest with y'all, some people just don't care, even Christian folk. They don't know how to care no more. They can't even love people in their own house. How do you think they're going to love you? Because you have to be in the word of God even to know how to love your worst enemy. That's why you have to be before him. So he can fine-tone you. So he can make you into that image that he will have for you to be. So when we look at this, Paul is telling them, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. So when the Lord was taking me through this, we go right back to Corinthians. Y'all know Paul was talking to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 10. And Paul had to go in there and prove himself through the word of God. They were making false accusations against Paul. Basically, they were saying that Paul was being carnal. He was being fleshly. They said, when you in front of us, you act like a little coward. You act rat timid, Paul. But then when you send us letters, you act rat bold. So what it was trying to do is make Paul look like Paul was not who he said he was in Christ. And that's what the enemy is trying to make us look like. But Paul said, I come to you in meekness and I come to you in gentleness. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. Because even when he was on the cross, he was gentle. He was like a lamb that was going to slaughter. He didn't even open his mouth because he was doing the will of the father. So even when we're coming at people, we're supposed to come to them in love. In gentleness and in meekness. So Paul had to prove himself to these Corinthians because they were trying to tear Paul down. So Paul began to say that we're basically not coming against one another. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 10. God is doing something, y'all, because I'm going to tell you something. The enemy is coming in Miracle Temple and trying to tear it up. But the devil is alive, but he can only tear up what we allow him to tear up. It says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So Paul knew. He said, I'm walking in the flesh. I'm human. But he said, I don't war after the flesh. We're walking in the flesh, y'all. But guess what? We don't war after the flesh. You are human and we can't forget that we're human. And being human, we go through some things. All of us in this room have been through some things. So don't act like you ain't been through nothing and quit trying to act super safe. Don't act like you don't have down days. Don't act like that you don't get mad. Don't act like you don't get offended. Don't act like you ain't had some perverted thoughts. Don't act like you don't do like this one or do like that. One. Because all of us have had some downfalls in this room. But it's what you do with your downfall. So quit comparing apples to oranges. Just say, yes, I was in that place and get over it. Quit looking at your brother and sister and singing them out because they didn't do what you done or how you done it. You did it. That's the point. He who have not sinned, let him cast the first stone. The problem with the church, we so big on what everybody else is doing, we ain't looking at what we have already done. We look at everybody else's children, but we need to look at our own. Just because your child doing one thing and mine doing another, both of them messed up. So I can't make mine look better than yours. Everybody got some skeletons in their closet. They just ain't jumped out yet, but I'm here to tell you, baby, they're jumping out left and right now through these teachings. Every time I bring these messages, something is jumping out in Miracle Temple. God is exposing, didn't he tell you? Didn't he tell you it's exposing time? Now some of you don't leave the church here. Don't leave the church because God is saying it's exposing time, but it's also time for deliverance. And the thing that I learned, God has already delivered you. It's just that you ain't accepting what God has already done and you're adding to the mess that's already in your life. Y'all, I'm just prepared for battle. Because I, the way God has raised me up, it don't matter what you think about me. It don't matter what you say about me. It matters what he says. See, our problem is we trying to look good in front of man. But God already done saw you. You are trying to make man think you all this and you all that. But God know what goes on behind closed doors. See, any secrets that you keeping, they've been already exposed. Because God will reveal those secrets and he will show them. He will bring darkness to light and he will not let nobody fool his servant. That's right, that's right. Because God always have a plan, y'all. And it's time for us to come out of darkness. And come into the light. And that light is the word. It's Jesus Christ. So we need to quit trying to cover up something. We need to say, yes, that's me. But God. See, there's a change. Repent means that you're going to change from what you're doing. See, the problem is when people see you do something, they think you're the worst person in the world. They don't want to be around you. But if that person choose to repent and turn from what they're doing, they're still acceptable. Matter of fact, even in doing that mess, God still accepted them. The problem with the church is we don't want to accept them. God accepted you when you were in your mess. So if they were accepted while they were in their mess, God took and reconciled us to himself. Y'all, when we weren't worth anything and when we know what God has done, why are we shunning people because of what they done? You know why? Because I didn't do that. You done something else. Right. We look at people cross eyed We act like sometimes we're better than they are. How can we show him if we're always looking at what somebody else is doing? All of us have fell short to the glory of God. That's why it took Jesus to bring us to the Father. We could not even stand in the presence of God. Don't think you're too good to mess up. People may not see it outwardly, but God see it inwardly. Because people can't know your thoughts, but God know your thoughts from afar off. See, even in your mind, you mess up every day thinking perverted things you shouldn't be thinking as a Christian. Having fantasies in your mind that you shouldn't be having in your mind but you out there talking about somebody cause they're lying and you can't even turn off these imaginations with these perverted thoughts. But sooner than later they come in the surface. Because the more you think on a thing that's what you end up becoming and you end up doing stuff before you realize you've done it but after you've done it it's over with. This is why we have to get prepared for battle for what's yet to come, Miracle Temple. Because see, we cannot look at people one-sided. We have to love them in spite of what's going on. Because that's what God is about, is love. Love covers what? A multitude of sin. But in, until the person is restored or people are restored, we're supposed to love. We don't supposed to treat them any differently. So in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul had to tell them that though we um, walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. So Paul knew the difference. Miracle Temple, we have to know the difference. We are humans. But we do not war according to the flesh. And then he explains, for the weapons of our warfare are not fleshly, are not human weapons, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So we have to understand, and we read this all the time, but we can read it, but if we're not living it, it's just like we haven't read it. We do not fight each other. We're not fighting flesh and blood. He said, What we have to understand is the weapons that God has given us. These are spiritual weapons. This is how we fight in this warfare that we're going through with spiritual weapons. You're wasting your breath trying to justify yourself when it comes to people. So many people spend so much time on what they did wrong and why they done it wrong, and this is why who cares? You just messed up. You don't have to go into details of your mess ups. It's one religious organization, I call it religious because it's not relationship. When they mess up, they have to be in a room with the whole council. And they have to sit there and tell them every detail of their fornication. They have to tell them when it started. The acts that was committed in the room, how they committed. What you want to know all that perverted stuff for? Just say, I have sinned. Period. And repent and turn from it. If we took everybody out of the church that done something, it would be empty. I want y'all to hear me. will be empty. The only reason why it ain't empty because when you recognize your downfall, you say, I have a change of mind. I have a change of heart. I can't go that way no more. This is not who I am. But if they keep doing what they're doing, that means they're denying what Christ already done. Then they need to be put out. Because they're not taking the word or taking him for who he is. Y'all, I'm telling you, pastors don't want to put nobody out of the church because they'll be put out. Because they will be exposed as well. Because you got some people that's feeding people and act like they okay and they're not okay. And this is why we have to sit down and say, I need to take a seat for a while. I need to get myself together before I try to get you together because I keep falling in that same sin. So I need some help. I need some counsel. I can't do this by myself. And I refuse to stand before you even though I can and I'm forgiven. I am being so attacked that I need to pull my way from this position and let God deal with me. People are so ashamed that sometimes they have to sit it down. This is why we need the word, y'all. So that's why Paul is saying today that the weapons that we have are mighty weapons. But our problem is we want to do something, but we don't want to get prepared for what we need to be doing. That's why in this church, we take time to make sure everybody's where they need to be. And if we feel like you're not where you need to be, I'm going to pull you aside and say, we got some issues in this area. You ain't lining up with what you're saying. You can't be telling a person something out of one breath and then out of another, you telling them the way the world would do it. That's not Christ. We pull them aside. We give them counsel. We let them know what the word is saying. And they need to work in that area because the enemy is sneaky. Y'all the most place that the most time that he spent is in the church. Because we bring him in here. We invite him in here more than we invite lost sheep. (laughs) I'm just going to spell it out. We invite the devil to come have church with us. Come sing with me. Judah, y'all got the devil on Judah. Somebody probably said, now, Apostle, why would you say that? Because I'm telling the truth. You bring him to sing on Judah. We can bring him with the ushers at the door. We bring him in here with us when we allow these thoughts that we're having to come with us to church. And we don't do nothing with them so we don't have no focus. Right. Don't tell me you didn't bring him to church this morning. He rode on somebody back to get up in here. Which one did he ride? That was a song that we used to sing years ago, Phil. We used to go to these churches. Peggy and all of us. Dorothy, my sister, me, Miss darling. Darlene. The song would be, um, don't let the devil ride. If you let him ride, he'll want to drive. Don't let him ride. Why am I remembering that song? Because we let him ride everywhere we went. And we sing and don't let him ride. Because we didn't know any better. Don't think that you so holy that you don't bring in the church with you. Because when you bring your little attitude to church. And you didn't try to cast that attitude down or or deal with that attitude. That attitude is above God. You let him ride. We let him ride. When we're going through situations in our lives, we're depressed, we oppress, oppressed, and we don't get rid of it according to the word of God, we're letting him ride. When we choose to not to come to church and stay home because we in our feelings, we let him ride. We just didn't bring him to church. We left him at home with us. Every day we letting them ride. When we talk nasty to people on the phone, on our jobs, we letting them ride. And then that, the other part of that song said, don't let him be the boss so you'll pay the cost. Don't let him be the boss. We do it every day in our lives, but we're so quick to point our fingers at everybody else. Y'all, we're in a spiritual battle. Sometime I'll catch myself, why did they do that? And I hear the Holy Spirit say, well, why did you do that? Or why did you say that? Then I have to get myself in the check and say, you're right, Lord. That was not right for me to say. That's how you check yourself. You just change your way of thinking and doing. And guess what? The enemy can't ride you in that area no more. But you know what we do? We keep talking. We come up with our own solution. Instead of what the word says, we come up with our own opinion. Come on, y'all. We know we do it. When we at home and somebody's out minding their business and we can't figure out what they do and we don't come up with our own opinion, what they doing done told somebody else that's what they're doing over there. And don't even know by the spirit. We're doing it by the flesh. So this is why we have to know that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Did you hear me? It's through God, not through you. You cannot fight this battle in the flesh, y'all. You cannot fight it with human weapons. You cannot keep trying to prove yourself to man when you know that God is not condemning you. Why are you worrying about man? If God has freed you whom the sun has set free, is free indeed. And when you know that, you don't allow people to put you in position to tell you all your business. They just want to know your business so they can go out there and make you look worse. You did what you did. Duh, you did it. Quit explaining it. You know what you did. So you don't owe no explanation to nobody. That's between you and God. So then he goes on to tell us, this is what we do. He said that we're not um, fighting against flesh and blood. He said our weapons of our warfare are not counter but mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. Why did he say this was a stronghold? Because the more you let your thoughts, Stay in your mind. They build up fortresses in your mind. And a fortress is a place in your life due to your way of thinking that you are stuck in that place even though you're born again. You're stuck in that place. You can't come out of that place because you're surrounded. This is why when David went into battle, he would go into a cave. He would go into a stronghold where the enemy couldn't find him. They couldn't get to David in that stronghold. So the enemy is using this same stronghold, y'all, in our minds. He'll let you think about crazy stuff all day long and you think it's normal. But if that's why the next verse, says, cast down imaginations. You got to cast down these thoughts, these things that come against the word of God. That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is the word of God. So any thought that you're having that's coming against God's word, you're going to cast it down. You're going to literally get rid of it. Some of us keep these thoughts because we think that if I keep these thoughts, then, you know, people are acknowledge me. They will exalt me. This, oh, you got it going on, girl. Don't let nobody praise you like that. Because the moment you allow people to praise you and tell you that you look good and you this and you that and the other, go oh, you're going to get big and bold in that thing. You're going to make sure you look good all the time. You're going to forget who you represent. The enemy will use people to make you feel like you in this certain place. Because he know your weaknesses. He know that you want people to say that you look good. So the next thing you do, you start wearing stuff to attract people to how good you look. That's a stronghold. Anytime you want people to see you more than you want them to see Jesus, it's a stronghold in your life. Because it's not about us. It's all about him. We're in a spiritual battle and we don't have time to look in the mirror to see if our makeup is right. We need to be looking in the word of God and we need to be ready for the battle that we're in. Now I'm not telling you don't look in the mirror to make sure your makeup ain't right because please make sure it's right. Does that even give the enemy more room when you look back there and you say oh, Help her Lord. What happened to that? And then you point that Did y'all see how she come into church this morning? She's kinda off. That's not like her. I remember when I was working on the job and y'all I have to have on my eyeliner, that's nothing but the truth. Cause when you start wearing this makeup and you leave a part of it off, people know what's missing. Hallelujah. People that are around you, they know what's missing. So I went to church. I mean, not church. (laughs) I went to on the job, and I'm sitting there uh, teaching this girl how to do something. And she looked at me. She said, can I ask you a question? I said, sure. She said, you feeling all right today? I said, yeah, I feel pretty good. So the enemy stopped putting thoughts in my mind. Something wrong with you? I'm like, Lord Jesus, what's wrong with me? Now, look, y'all. Guess what happened? I left my eyeliner home. So the enemy gave me a thought. Don't wear no eyeliner to work and you make making stay out of work. You don't have to come to work. People think you're sick. Why am I saying this? Because the enemy will use little things to take you out of the position and I was saved. Y'all know what I did? I went home and put on my eyeliner and come back and say, How I look now. Don't say you ain't done it. Cause if you out of order on your job and you ain't looking like you supposed to look, you're gonna go home too. Because you, you holding up your reputation. You want people to see you how you want people to see you. And you want to stay in that position. Some of us, we really don't care though. Because that's just how we are. But God want us to understand that we're in a spiritual warfare. I want to put this in your head today where it gets down in your heart, where it won't no longer be head knowledge, but it's heart knowledge. We are in a spiritual battle. Quit fighting with human weapons. Quit trying to fix people. You can't fix people, but the word of God can. You may not can reach people, but the word of God can. I remember my granddaddy, he was um, speaking to somebody on the phone and they wanted granddaddy to come where they were. And granddaddy said, I don't need to come where you are. Only thing I got to do is send the word where you are. And the word is going to have the same effect by me sending it to you with me not being there. So many people are used to man and want to depend on man so much they're forgetting the power of the word. So this is why Paul was letting those Corinthians know We're not fighting with human weapons. I'm going to say this over and over again. Miracle Temple quit fighting with human weapons. Yes, they talked about you. Yes, they done you wrong. Yes, they look at you the wrong way. But you're not fighting against flesh and blood. That's the enemy putting thoughts in your head to cause confusion, to cause division, to cause what? jealousy, to cause envy. you got to cast it down. The Bible says... Cast it down. Does your Bible say what mine says? Yes. Cast down me. You get rid of it. You don't let it stay there. Not even a second. You got to know the difference between God's thoughts and the devil thoughts. Amen. Why don't we know the difference? Because the devil is coming in with the word, trying to make you think that is God, sounding like God. But the more time you spend with God, you got to be like sister and the devil. I know that's you. I bind you in the name of Jesus, because that's not my God. That's not what God said to me. You have to spend so much time in this word. you know the difference. You know who's speaking to you. So he said, cast down these imaginations and every, he said, every, every high thing that exalts itself, that means it puts itself above God. Every thought, that you have that is exalting itself against the knowledge of God he said get rid of it he's telling you this now even when you come um, to the house of God even when you're in here doing praise and worship and the enemy is trying to take your mind somewhere else cast it down say I don't receive that now it's time to praise the Lord he said let everything that has breath Praise ye the Lord. I'm here to praise him. I'm here to exalt him. I'm here to lift him up. I bind that in the name of Jesus. You don't have no right here. You are trespassing. You leave right now in Jesus name. The blood of Jesus. See this is warfare. We're in a spiritual battle. You can't say oh thought. Go on about your business. Oh thought. No you speak to that. And you tell that thought, no, that's not what God said. This is what God is saying. I don't receive that this morning. So if we don't do this, y'all, we're giving the enemy what he wants. You got to put him to flight. You can't sit there and allow your imagination and your thoughts to overwhelm you. Because if you do, it's putting a stronghold in your life. And that's all you see. If all you talk about is people don't like me, people don't like me. When I come in the room, people just be talking about me. As soon as I walk in the room, I see somebody in the corner just talking about me. People don't even speak to me. People don't even want to be around me. you setting up a fortress. And the enemy is allowing you to do it. So that's what you come to believe. It has become so much a part of you that you distance yourself from people because you come to believe that nobody want to be around you. This is all you see. It's false evidence appearing real, cause this is all you thought about. And then what, and then when they tell you, when you go to them and say, well, I know you don't like me, you're like, what are you talking about? I know you don't like me. Every time I come into church, you over there talking about me. What are you talking about? You normally would speak to me, but you don't speak. So somebody mine could have been somewhere else. You looked at me funny. Huh? You don't know what that person was going through. It's not about you. You don't call me. When have I been calling you? You look kind of off today. Come on, the enemy setting up a fortress. Apostle spend more time with them than she spend with me then you start building up hate against the person that's hanging around the apostle because you are seeing it the way you want to see it that's jealousy you don't build a fortress in your mind so now you got people that you're telling this stuff to and then getting them to believe it that's why the church splits because you come up with your own conclusion You don't know what God doing with them people. You don't know what those people's dealing with. You don't know if God is keeping those people from committing suicide. Grow up! You got to see with his eyes. Not your own. Your eyes will fool you. Some of our eyes is going the wrong way anyway. We got to quit looking at things one way. We have to look at them the way the word of God says it. God don't have no respectable person. So this is why, y'all, we can stay on this verse all day long. Cast it down. Cast it down. Cast it down. Cast down imaginations. Cast down reasoning. Cast down everything that exalts itself above God. If there's a man, if there's a woman that's being exalted Above God and they all you talk about. Oh, he done this for me. Oh, he done that for me. Oh, he just loved me. Oh, we going to the movies. Oh, 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 oh. And then after he mess up, then you're going to have some woes. Woe is me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He broke my heart. I thought he loved me. Oh, you did, huh? got to get in your place to minister to them so you won't call them a fool. Because when you're telling people over and over again what they should not do, Lord knows I got to stay in this word. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Mm, mm, mm. Thank you, Jesus, for the word. Because when God tells you what not to do and you refuse to do it, then you want to have a pity party that don't work out. Then you want somebody to be, have a pity party with you. Get up. You were already told. You ain't no babe in Christ. Get up. It's over and done with. Get into the word. And get mended in that area. No, people want to rub people on back. Baby, your baby time of rubbing is over. Because you knew what you were doing when you were doing it. But see, it was all about you. Y'all, we in spiritual warfare. The enemy is sending men. He's sending women to distract people. To take them out of position through lust. And the ones that he's sending is the ones that ain't had a man or a woman in a long time. And the enemy is bringing thoughts saying, well, you must be a lesbian or... Oh, you must be gay because ain't no man been in your life, a woman in your life. Oh, devil. Now you start dressing provocatively. Now you start getting you some nails and getting you some weave and trying to twist a little bit. Because you're trying to prove the enemy wrong and then you end up laying in the bed with a man, but you ain't dealt with the root. Y'all don't know? Hello, somebody. Come on, this is happening in the body of Christ. We get that feeling of being lonely. I'm lonely. I'm by myself. A little bit won't hurt. Come on, let's just be honest. Come on, don't act like you so saved you don't know nothing about this. This is what the problem is with the church. You shouldn't speak on those things in the house of God. The Bible speaks on them all day long. Jesus done away with all. Do y'all know Jesus took fornication and all the adultery upon him on the cross. Jesus was really marred that you couldn't tell who he was. Think about all the fornication. All the adultery. All the sins of the whole world. One took it upon himself and he did it for a reason so we could live free and be no longer entangled with the yoke of bondage. So we wouldn't be separated from the father any longer. He said, I'm going to take all of this upon myself. So after you accept me and it's knocking on your door, you say, oh, no, you don't belong here. You died when Jesus took it to the cross. Come on, don't be fooled. This world don't have what you need. It's a fallen world. And anything that you attach to in this world, you're going to fall with it. The enemy know it represents death. Sin is death. It is not life. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only one that we can get to the Father. Some of us are fighting in a spiritual battle and don't know that Jesus is the way. But we're telling people, I battled all night long with who? Who are you battling with? Self. Because you don't want to let go of you. You got to let go of you. That's why the Bible says in this same book, in Ephesians 6, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can't fight in this battle. You got to be strong in Him. We are in spiritual warfare. And I'ma say this, wake up! The enemy wants you to sleep. He don't want you to hear this. Why he don't want you to hear this? Because he wanna keep causing havoc in your life. Some of us think we got it going on, but you don't. Jesus got it going on. Not you. So it's time for us to wake up and grab hold. We are in a spiritual battle, y'all. And he's turning up the heat. He's taking people out of position, y'all. Because people are allowing him to do it. Because they depended more on them than they were on God. Anytime you depend on you, when something happened in your life, you can't get up. Because you was dependent on you. See, when you depend on God and something happened in your life, you can rise up and you can keep it moving. You repent. You turn from it and say, God, I thank you that you're my present help in the time of trouble. God, I thank you that I am already forgiven for this. So I'm not going to allow this mistake to stop me from doing what I need to do in the kingdom. God, I know who I am and I know who you are. See, the enemy going to keep trying to use that against you. But if you keep doing what you're doing, you better check who you are. Because the moment that you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, y'all, this is the truth. When you accept him with your whole heart, your whole heart, you don't want to live the same way you've been living. You don't want to keep the company that you've been keeping. I'm telling y'all, this is for real. You don't want to go to the same places that you've been going. You may step in those places, but as soon as you step in, you feel like you're out of place. You got to leave out of that place. You're not happy in that place. That's when you accept them with your whole heart. You can't even be around the same family that you've been around. You feel miserable in that place. Because you know that's not who I am. And guess what? Your mind haven't even got renewed yet. But you know there's a change that have taken place in me. This is not who I am. So that's when you start learning who you are. You cannot connect with darkness being that you in the light. The Bible tells us in Colossians, let's go to Colossians. It tells me in Colossians 1, 13, who have delivered us from the power of darkness and have translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. If he delivered us, he rescued us. You didn't rescue yourself. God rescued you. You couldn't do it yourself. So what make you think you can do it now? He rescued you. That's what delivered me. He had to step in. He had to rescue you from the power of darkness. But guess what he did? He translated you. That mean he took me out of this dark place, out of the kingdom of Satan. And he translated me into the kingdom of God. And this is my position. Because he put me in this position. Because I seen Accepted what Jesus Christ done for me, y'all. So that's when I was trans, I was translated. God put me in a position with Him. I'm in the kingdom. So I want to do things the way the kingdom does them, not the way the world does it. So when we come up against each other, that's the world's way. Do you know believers don't even supposed to go to court? Did y'all know that when we have a dispute against one another, we don't supposed to go to court. We supposed to settle that dispute according to the word. Come on. Even a judge knew that when two people went before a judge, thank God that the judge was a believer. Went before the judge dealing with stuff that was dealing with church business. The judge spit it out. He said, you don't even supposed to be in this courtroom. You supposed to work this out amongst yourself. He shut him down. He even know what the word of God said. Why is it that the court system know more about Jesus? Some of them do than we do. Y'all, we're in a spiritual battle and it's time for us to grow up. And the first part of us growing up, we have to understand what Jesus done for us. We have to understand that we could not do it for ourselves. He had to step in. God had to get off his throne. He had to become a human being. He had to take on flesh. He was a spirit. But God took on flesh through a virgin birth. Through the power of the highest, the Holy Ghost come upon Mary. Overshadowed Mary and Mary had to accept. She had to believe the word that God sent. And then Jesus was conceived. She was pregnant with Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. He is the, our deliverer. He is our healer. He, he's the one that's going to rescue us. He, she said, according to your word, be it unto me. Cause Mary knew I can't do this. I have not been with a man. So she had to accept what God was sending to her. And she did. And this man, the word, walked the earth. Tempted just like we would be tempted. But without sin. Jesus showed us why he walked the earth. How to live while we're on the earth. This is our instructions, y'all. The Bible, it is written. It's nobody in this room that should have an excuse. Because he even made a way that even when we fall short... God made a way because he knew none of us, even me, could keep everything because he knew I was going to fall short. Come on. Sometimes I catch myself in a lie. So wait a minute. That's a lie. Let me rephrase that because I'll be lying right now. You know how some people say, how does it look? In your mind, you're saying, I tell him it look good, but the Holy Spirit is letting you know that's not right. So I'll tell him. it just don't look, hold up a minute. That's just not for you. The Holy Spirit will let you know how to word that. That's just not you. I remember this right here. My husband, I know he remembered this. My husband would ask me sometime, how did this look? I'll tell him, nope, don't wear that. It's a pair of shoes. You know how it is with a husband and a wife sometimes. Sometimes they want to ignore the husband and sometimes they want to ignore the wife. So I said, go ahead on. Go ahead, wear it. He come in the church. He met somebody at the door who's a fashionista. He asked that fashionista, how that look? They say, go home quickly. (laughs) He didn't have to go too far. He had the shoes in the trunk. But his wife didn't know what she was talking about. So he had to go look terrible to change. That's just what Jesus is saying. I tell you what my words say. And you go outside of my word and live just like the world outside of what I already said. And Jesus don't change his mind. Why is it that we ask God? And then God give us the answer and then we turn around and do the opposite. Well, God, can I do this? And God say no. And he appoints you to a scripture to back it up. And then we go do it. Yeah. Then we justify what we've done. Then can't pay for it. Right. We do it every day. This is your spiritual battle, y'all. See, the enemy takes your weakest area. And he used that weak area against you. And you be battling in that one area. Instead of taking the word of God and uprooting what's there so the enemy won't have nothing on you in that area. It takes the word of God. So this is why y'all know where you're from. So how do we win in this battle? First of all, I say you got to get prepared for the battle, right? I don't care how saved you are. You need to get into a church that's teaching, that's preaching. The word of God, the word of truth, no matter how much your flesh hurt, if they're bringing the truth across the pulpit or if it's coming in Bible study or if it's coming in singing, you need to be in that place and you need to move closer to the front and keep your heart and your ears and your eyes open and say, God, I'm here. I've been saved for 20 years, but God, I want to be delivered from what you have already delivered me from. God, I need some help and you need to sit there as long as it takes so you can be prepared for this battle. And as long as you sit there, guess what? Things are being uprooted, uprooted. The enemy want to keep you out of a place where truth is because he know when you know the truth, that's what's going to set you free. So he wants you in a place where nobody is telling you this is what the word is saying. Now, some places may tell you, but they ain't living what they're telling you. I want to be in a place that when I'm told, I'm seeing the lifestyle of the one that's telling me. So this is why we have to stay in the word of God. But the first thing that we have to be, y'all, is born again. That's born from above. Everybody know this, but I'm going back over it. Everybody is born from above. That means that you're born from heaven. And if you're born from heaven, that means that you are children of God, according to John, the first chapter, right? You are children of God. You are from heaven. So that way you need to know about the kingdom, not the world, the kingdom of God. So you're learning about the kingdom. You have to know who you are. You have to know your identity. Some of us don't even know our identity. We don't know who we are in Christ, but we're trying to fight this spiritual battle. You will lose every time. Because if you don't know who you are, who you belong to, and your weapons that you have to fight with, you're gonna lose. You cannot sit at home and complain and murmur and talk about people and say, whoa, it's me. You got to know who you are. Know your identity. I am born from above. So if I'm born from above, I got to think like above. I got to set my mind on things above and not on things of this earth. I'm going through some challenges, y'all, in my life. I can't stay out of nightclubs can't stay out of the beds of men and women but God, I'm ready to turn away from this but I need your help. The Lord remind you, you are the righteousness of God. You are from the kingdom of God. you are my child, you are my daughter, you are my son, you are an ambassador, you are righteous not because of you but because of him and the more you learn that you're justified. Just as you never sinned. You've been acquitted from that. You don't have to go back into that because you've been acquitted. You've been sanctified. You've been set apart. You've been made fit for the master's use. When you learn this, you've been adopted. You've been accepted. You've been chosen. You're part of the kingdom now, not part of the world. And when you know these things, you're going to turn away from what you're doing. When you know these things, some people go into fornication and adultery because they want to be accepted by somebody. That's what happens. I want to be loved by somebody because some people feel like they're not getting that love at home. And the reason why you feel like you ain't getting that love at home because you never knew what love was. See, so you're dependent on that man or the woman to love you. And they can't love you because they don't even know what love is. If a man cannot love you the way Christ loved the church, he don't even know how Christ loved the church. How did Christ love the church? He died for the church. He didn't look at himself. He looked at the church. So if a man say they love you, they will wait on you. They won't take something so precious from you. They won't threaten you with this, that, or the other and tell you what you're supposed to do. And they won't keep pursuing you in that area. They'll stay away from you and say, baby, I can love you from a distance. And that don't mean they gay. That means that they're serving the Lord with all their heart. That means they're keeping Peter in check. So Lucy can stay tied up. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. This is real world. This is what the world do. The enemy put thoughts in men and women's minds saying if you don't do this by this time, it's going to be too late. It's never too late for God. If you don't get married by this time or if you don't have a baby by this time, you ain't going to have one because it's past your time. Well, Sarah had one. God know the plans he had for my life. Quit letting society tell you it's too late after this time. It's never too late for God. God want to make sure you're with the right person. And quit letting the enemy make you feel you gay or you a lesbian because you don't have a man or a woman. Wait on that man or woman because when you get him, you want to kill him. And I don't want to kill my husband. But at times he probably want to kill me. Y'all know it's true. Nobody can make me madder than that man sitting right over there in that corner. Now, men, y'all can say what you want to say, and women, you can say what you want to say. Somebody may curse you out, but let a husband curse. Oh, it's so nice. Okay, so at so Now, you don't mess with the right one. Say it again. Come on now. Y'all, y'all, y'all trying to act like this ain't real. This is This is spiritual warfare. That's when you got to check yourself and say, remind me, Holy Ghost. Come on, remind me, remind me, remind me, remind me right now. Who am I? (laughs) Well, you got the gun. Who am I? (laughs) And and that man, that man going to say, child of the king, baby, child of the king. Somebody going to remind you. Bullet's going to remind you. (laughs) Come on, y'all can laugh all you want. Try to act like you're so spiritual in your house. Probably tore up right now. You're probably mad at your husband and smiling in church. Come in church and act like you're all right. Go back home and you turn your back on each other and don't see each other in weeks. Come to church, the best man I ever had. Go home and don't even want to cook for the man. Christians. Warfare. We're in warfare. Come on, you ain't fighting against human weapons. Just because you ain't feeding that man, they don't mean nothing to him. He eating somewhere. May not be at your table, but he eating at somebody else's. So what I'm telling y'all today, you are in a spiritual battle. This is nothing to play with. You may be laughing now, but you ain't going to be laughing when it hits your house. You may minister to somebody and say, it's all right. You're going to make it. God got your back. But when somebody come in your house and tell you that your husband been sleeping with somebody, is he got yours, come on, it's easy to minister to somebody that don't have a husband, that don't have a wife. You better off single. You in the house by yourself. You can have peace. Soon as that man leave you for, we all my husband is in this house. I'm here all kind of stuff. You got you some peace? Live in it. Come on, watch how you minister to people. Then you say he's a no good rascal. Don't want to mow the yard. Don't want to clean. But soon as he gone for a week, what happened to no good rascal? Now you out there sweating. He's a good rascal then. (laughs) He may not wash the car, but he mowed the grass. He's a good one. Because you out there sweating. Then you loving him for a week when he come back. Then he's a no good rascal for the next week. Because you ain't renewed your mind. You ain't, y'all, ain't you I'm talking to you. You ain't uprooted what was already there. Somebody called me about their marriage and telling me how this man was. I said, okay, do he do anything? Yeah, he do some things. I said, thank God for that. Quit thanking God for what he don't do and thank God for what he do do. And you'll see him do more. It works, it works, it works. Sometimes a man want to know, you they appreciate it, women. Sometimes women, man, want to know they appreciate it. And sometimes they want to say, oh, baby, that's nice what you have on. Instead of you telling them what another woman had on and they look nice and can't even tell you what color you have on. Y'all, we talking about warfare. Come on, we going into spiritual battle, Miracle Temple, because God is telling me. He said, you got to start all over again. He said, people in Miracle Temple don't even know who they are. I said, what? "What?" Say, What? Cause when something happened, they're just like a sick puppy. Do we suppose act like a sick? Mm-hmm. But that sick puppy get well too. Yes, they do. You don't stay in the same spot. You do cry, but eventually you got to wipe those tears and you got to get up. That's what every last one of us. We can't stay in that same mode. We got to rise up and God send you people to help you fight that battle. He don't leave you in that battle by yourself. When he see how weak you are, God will begin to send people. He'll begin to encourage those people for on your behalf. And then all of a sudden you feel the power of God coming and lifting you. This is why he said, cast down these imaginations. Get rid of them because they're building strongholds in your mind. Use the weapon. The weapon is the word of God. Y'all, we're not alone. God is with us. He'll never leave us, nor shall he forsake us. Guess what? Because he is God. He is God. Y'all, I have so much more, but it's going to be a continuation next week. Because God said you are in a spiritual battle. You got to depend on his strength, not yours. I can't even depend on mine. I have to depend on him. When you care in a congregation, I can't look at me for you. I have to look at him for you and say, God, what do you want me to do with this one? God, what you want me to do with that one? Everybody got a different attitude, just a different day. Some people agree, some people don't agree. How do you want me to handle this, God? Do what I tell you to do, no matter what they say. So we got to stand and do it all, people. We have to stand, and he's going to stand with us. You're not in that battle by yourself. You're in that battle with him. It's no longer you that live, but it's Christ that lives in you. First thing is knowing that you're born from above, and knowing that greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We have more power than the enemy has. The enemy got script. He was made a public spectacle. We, y'all, we have, the victory has already been won. We're not going to the, y'all understand, he's won it already. But the enemy is going to make us feel like it's not been won. He's going to use your weaknesses to make you feel like you in the same place. Yes, that's who I used to be, but that's not who I am in him. Yes, that's what I used to do, but that's not who I am in him. Because my status now is in him. My identity is in him. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, if you know that you're in Christ, you are a new creation. I'm going on who I am now that I'm in Christ. I can't go on who I was or I will lose this battle. I'm a new creation. All things have passed away. And behold, all things. Have become new. Know your identity. That's the first place we're going to start y'all. Miracle Temple. Remember I said we was going to have these sessions. It's time to have them. Because y'all I'm not going to lie to you. I'm seeing strong Christians. Falling by the wayside. Falling by the wayside. And they need lifting up. Watch who you're around every day. Don't talk about them. Lift them up because you could be in their shoes. Quit looking at what people do to dictate if you're going to minister to them or not. And quit saying, I told you so. I knew this. No, it's time to build them up in who they are. They're already hurting enough, y'all. Y'all, I'm seeing too much. It's opening up now. I'm telling you, it's coming through the house. And I'm going to leave this dream with you. God just showed it to me this morning. God showed me I had walked in this church. And as I walked in the church, the singing was going on. And this was the thing. God showed me two people. It was Jennifer and James. And I'm going to call out their name. They were singing. Jennifer was up leading and singing. But let me tell you something. When I looked in the church and... I believe the Lord was showing me that people had come pick up some chairs. <laughs> I pray that's what the Lord was showing me. But the church was changed. And I know what he was showing me. It was like it was people, young folk, y'all, in this church, surrounding this church. Young people. And I was sitting over there on that side. And I was waiting to come up and minister. But I was looking. God was having me to look. And they started singing a song, Judah. And as they started the song, the song was just, uh I'm just sitting there just listening. Then the next song, listen at the next, what the song was. Je- Jennifer started, I'm in the army of the Lord. Started that song. And as she started that song, Jennifer sat down. And a little dude behind her, while she said, Jennifer quit the song and just start talking. And the dude behind her is gonna touch her on the back and bust out laughing. Then I look, Teresa Waddell sitting right there where William's sitting. Teresa stood up and she starts singing, We got the victory. We got the victory. We got the victory. And the congregation starts joining in with Teresa. We got, we got the victory, we got the victory. But the first song that Jennifer and James was singing. Jennifer gave the mic to James and James started singing it. But when the gentleman started coming in and helping, James got up from the keyboard and went to the man and let him sing the song. Y'all better catch on. Then I look and I'm seeing a sink, a white sink in the middle of the floor. I say, thank you, Holy Ghost. And up here where my podium was, somebody had covered it up and gave me a little peephole. I'm gonna tell you what the Lord has shown me. Somebody trying to shut me up. But that labor was telling me Miracle Temple need to be washed. That was what was seen the most. That they need to be washed. That means when that labor was in the middle, they had to stop there and get a daily cleansing. Every day they had to wash before they went into the presence of the Lord. But we're going to the presence of the Lord because of Jesus. Not because of us. But he's telling me it's not enough people in this church in the word. And the enemy is trying to shut me up. And he's trying to shut Judah up. And he's almost done it. But it's up to you. God said we're in a spiritual battle. We are in warfare. And it's time for us in Miracle Temple to rise up to what you getting in this house. Quit telling people what they ain't doing. And start telling them what the word of God is saying to them. And do it in meekness and do it in love. Because you messed up too. Quit making people feel guilty. Build them up in the word of God. Tell them what God is saying. And if they don't turn away from their way of doing, then they can't be part of the church. That's the word. They have to be out of the church. You don't let darkness stay in the church. If they're not willing to make a U-turn. A little leaven. This is what we supposed to be doing y'all as Christians. It's time to come out of whatever you in and get a good cleansing. Through this word, God still love you. But God says block us in this house. You cannot hear me. I'm talking to you on a daily basis, but you got so many blockers, you cannot hear me clearly. You're not getting a clear reception, and you keep asking me the same thing, and I'm trying to get to you to tell you, but you don't want to move you. You don't want to move these things out of your way. He said it's time for these things to be moved. These are strongholds in your life. One minute you're in the Word, and you're saying what God's saying, then next week you go back to the same pattern. You got a stronghold. If you keep going back to the same pattern, you ain't uprooted that stronghold. If you keep telling people one minute I love you, then next minute I hate them. You need to ask the Holy Spirit to check you because God ain't about hate. God hates sin and he done away with what he hated. So how can we be the body of Christ and still be in something that he done away with? The reason why, because we don't know who we are and we don't know what we have, because it should not take you a day to get rid of your attitude. If you in him, he don't have an attitude, not a bad one. He's he have a good attitude. So if you in him and in his word, it shouldn't take you that long to get over your attitude and your offense and your hurt, because guess what? you being strong in him. Y'all, this battle's about being in him, not in us. Don't go on that battlefield thinking you're going to win it. It's already been won in him. All your weapons are in him. Quit trying to think you can pray longer and win the battle. Quit trying to think that you can speak in tongues longer and win the battle. It's going to help you. But don't think your works is going to make you win. It's already been won. You are victorious in him, not in you. Let you go and start doing what the word of God tells you to do. If the word say you this, that's what you are. No matter how you feel, you say, this is what the word says. And this is what I'm going to do according to the word outside of how I feel. It's not about my feelings. It's all about him and what he's done for me In him. I live in him. I move in him. I have my being y'all. The enemy is coming so strong in marriages now. He's coming so strong in in all kind of areas in the church. And if we as a church don't stand up together, y'all, we're in this fight together. When your brother and sister's down, you're down. We don't pick and choose who we want to lift up in Miracle Temple. We pray for one another. We don't pick and choose who we're going to hang with in Miracle Temple. We're together, we're one, we're joined. Like semen unto him. We're one in him. Every joint in this place supplies. Get to know him and who you are in him. And I'm going to tell you something. You'll be able to go out in this battle and know that you're already victorious. Y'all, you're fighting too hard because you're trying to do it. When we trust him and when you hear him. The enemy's gonna make you feel like you have not heard him. But I'm here to tell you when you stand on what he says. Oh, you have so much peace even in the midst of chaos. You're saying, God, I trust you. God, this is what you're saying. I shouldn't have this much peace with the way it appeared to be, but I know you in the midst of it. So God, I give you glory, so I'm going to stand doing all. God, I'm going to stand. Even though some's not listening, God, I'm going to still stand. I thank you for the ones that's holding up our hands, God. Even though some have dropped our hands, God, you still got some holding them up so we gonna stand doing all we gonna stand do not be ignorant of Satan devices y'all we shouldn't be if we're in the word think it not strange the fiery dots that's coming out against you why would you think they wouldn't come we are in a spiritual battle why do you think your house should be left out it's not gonna be Maybe may be happy Monday, but come Sunday, the enemy waiting to do something to launch an attack. But we got to rise up in the weapons that we have. And that weapon is the word of God. So we're going to stop, but Miracle Temple, we're going on. We're going on because God is telling me we got to know who we are. And when we know who we are, we wouldn't be acting up the way we acting up. We wouldn't because we represent representing the king of kings and the lord of lords. And we're supposed to represent him well. Amen? Amen. So know that the weapons of your warfare are not carnal. They're mighty through God for the pulling down of strongholds. And after we pull them down, guess what we do? We capture every thought. Y'all don't let that thought get away. Some of y'all let some thoughts get away while I was preaching. You should say, ah, ah, come here. I'm going to kill you dead <laughs> with the word. When the enemy is giving you thoughts about your loved ones, your husband and the wife, come here, come here, come here. Your husband say, you talking to me? I'm talking to that devil, that spirit that's trying to use you against me. He will not divide this house in the name of Jesus. So this is what we're going to do. Miracle Temple, we are in a spiritual battle, and it's time to get in position so you will know how to fight in this battle. And if you're not in position, we're here to help you to get in position. Amen? Amen. Come on and give God glory. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Do we, we're going to have the announcements at this time. After the announcements, we're going to have the tithes and offerings. After that, we're going to go into our communion, and um, if we have any visitors that would like to stand, please feel free to do so at this time.